it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from the legendary studios of WHIO in beautiful Dayton, Ohio. It is Fox Across America, a quarter of the way across America, gearing up for a big night at the Grand Opera House tomorrow night in St. Mary's, Ohio, where the champ will be putting his title on the line. But before we get on stage, we got some radio action with your radio buddy, 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the show, Diamond Dave Landau, comedy's sexiest man, weighs in on another Bud Light butt fumble, plus... Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek in the house as well. As I said, you're all welcome to join. 888-788-9910. The rules do not change when we're on the road. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, a Libertarian, an Independent, a Furry. We don't care. A Two-Spirit Penguin. Just don't be a There it is. Happy Friday, everybody. And happy Ohio to the Fala family. Me, Jenny, and Lincoln uh, flew in a little while ago. They're off in Columbus eating fair food. I'm paying for it on the radio. I'm over here working. I got to pay off these elephant ears. That butter cow ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? I got to, you know, I got to hustle a little bit. And uh, we will be in the area. So if you didn't get tickets to see us in St. Mary's tomorrow night, uh, I will also be filming tomorrow the last leg of this Fox Nation documentary about the moon landing. Uh, We're going to be filming it outside the Neil Armstrong Museum, right up the road in Wapakoneta, Ohio. So if you're in the Route 75 area, you want to treat me to a Kewpie hamburger. Maybe head a little further inland and go to the Delphus Creamery. I'm all on board with any of this stuff. Good gosh. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. You lie. Fat, drunk, and stupid has served me well. But we start here today. uh, We're talking about stupid anyway. I don't know that Chris Wallace is fat and drunk. uh, But he's definitely stupid for what he said yesterday about the potential for impeaching Joe Biden. Correct the mundo. Let's just dive in on this. We got a lot to get to today. Okay, we're talking about the Trump indictment. We've got it's not a third indictment. They just put out a second addition uh, to the second indictment. Prosecutor Jack Smith has added on. It's like the director's cut. You got the original print of the film. Now you get the deleted scenes that they decided to add on. Because, again, we had never indicted a president in the 247 year history of the country. We've now done it. Two and a half times in the last month. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Really, really is, I got to be honest, undercutting faith in the DOJ. It is undercutting faith in the intel community. And to be honest with you, for me personally, it's just undercutting faith in political pundits who try to get on the air and make the case that this is no big deal, as they did uh, over on CNN again yesterday. CNN is the worst. Okay, no, come on, you indict presidents. That's what we do, right? Do you remember when, you know, in the movie Billy Madison, when a little kid pees his pants and Adam Sandler doesn't want him to be embarrassed, so he pees his pants too? That's what the media has become. Every day, you know, Biden tries to save the queen or, you know, gets lost walking off a stage. You know, it's not pretty. And then the media gets on TV and is like, no, no, I wanted to save the queen, too. I'm still, you don't try to save the queen all the time. You don't talk to dead people. And- the media is a bunch of losers. Totally. But what's funny 
is there's this other thing that goes on. There's like this have it both ways in mentality that really like embarrasses me because, you know, my deal is like I'm on TV. It was on last night with Sean Hannity. It was great. Hey, girl, so much fun. OK, millions of people watching. Good goodness. But the truth is my whole hook is like I'm really I, I, I go so far out of my way for everybody to know that I'm bargaining with them in good faith, meaning you might not like my opinion. Um, some days you will. You know, a lot of days you will, I hope. Uh, some days you don't. But you're never going to catch me in a moment of an obvious shilling for a political party. I don't care. I don't want to be known as that. I don't want to be known as a human shield for one political party. I don't want to be known as an activist masquerading as a cable news pundit or a talk radio host. Okay, I just want to be a guy. But I get embarrassed when I see people like Chris Wallace, seasoned veterans who've been in the media forever. I think Chris Wallace got his start covering the invention of fire. I think he was the correspondent. He was right outside the cave. It was a whole to do. But the point is, a guy with his pedigree, the son of the late, great Mike Wallace, okay, a guy who, you know, knows his way around the media, who used to come on my show when he worked at Fox, and I always enjoyed his company. Uh, But I can tell you, Chris Wallace is one of those dudes, he wants to be liked by the beautiful people. Like, he used to go on Colbert, which Colbert is, I mean... As funny as an orphanage on fire on Christmas Day. It's a really hard show to watch. But Chris Wallace would go on there and hope to be liked by the other side, by the bigger media, by the legacy media outlets where everybody's liberal. And it doesn't mean he's not, you know, trying to call a fair fight. It just means from time to time he's going to take the liberal position because on their side of town, journalism, you know, finding that standout story isn't nearly as important is finding a way to fit in. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So here is Wallace, right? He's on CNN. He's trashing the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Now, the reason I find this significant is Chris Wallace was not trashing either of the impeachment inquiries into Donald Trump. And the reason that's worth pointing out is because none of the impeachments that were brought on Donald Trump involved IRS whistleblowers from the elite international tax evasion team like we're talking about the highest level of government auditors we have blew the whistle on joe biden that that's who blew the whistle it wasn't like you know two guys at jacoby and myers they're coked up on a friday night getting ready to go to the strip club and they were like yeah let's complain about the president's tax returns that's not went on what went on Okay, is the elite international tax evasion team blew the whistle on the investigation into Hunter Biden and the fact that Joe Biden was making money off of the deal. They explicitly stated that Joe Biden was getting a 10 percent kickback on everything Hunter did. Are you the big man, Joe? The IRS said yes. Our IRS, the people who audit you and me, the people whose word we have to take for it if they say we owe more money said the Bidens are running a crime entity. And here is Chris Wallace with a straight face, human shielding for the Democratic Party, just trying to fit in. And it's I got to tell you, it's embarrassing to me as a guy because I don't, again, I if I'm liked by Republicans, like Republican viewers, it's I, I want to be liked because like they think I, I'm, you know, I'm a good time and, and I'm giving you like the best take I can, okay? Might not be your favorite take, but the best take. This is I really thought about it. I was responsible before I came on the air in giving you something I myself believed in. Okay, Chris Wallace is too smart to believe in what you're about to hear in this clip and him saying this is all garbage and a waste of time. It's clip 13. 
You know, the basic question you got to ask yourself, Abby, is what is the high crime and misdemeanor that they are alleging that Joe Biden has committed? That's what the Constitution says, high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, McCarthy said, well, we've got to have the inquiry to find out. It has a little bit of an Alice in Wonderland verdict today, trial tomorrow quality to it. I, you know, I just they can talk about it. I suppose they can open an investigation if they want. But if they were actually going to go to the floor and vote, this is a very hard vote, even in the conservative Republican run house for a lot of those uh, those Republicans who actually won in districts that Joe Biden won. Uh, This would be a pretty hard vote for them to take. That was embarrassing. Okay, understand. First and foremost, Donald Trump was impeached. Chris Wallace didn't care for actually asking to look in to the very Biden corruption in Ukraine that the IRS whistleblowers are speaking to, saying, yo, the Bidens, okay, got a $10 million kickback laundered through 15 shell accounts where it ultimately wound up in their grandkids' bank accounts. Ten different members of the Biden family got paid off of transactions from overseas entities. This is ridiculous. Okay, it's ridiculous. It just looks like money laundering. Okay, in any other RICO case, there would be battery rams. <laughs> like, yo, these guys are in the mob or something. Human traffickers. I don't know what. So the point is when he says something to try to discredit the accusations, potentially, that were brought by the whistleblower, he's throwing terminology in there and making a straw man argument. Okay, this is Alice in Wonderland stuff. That gives a liberal viewer on CNN who just wants to be told what to think. These are intellectually lazy people. Oh, it's Wallace said it's pie in the sky stuff. Let's tune it out. Forget that the elite IRS investigative unit (laughs) said they're involved in some type of shady shenanigans and were blocked from actually pursuing it. Shouldn't the fact that we now have an elite investigative unit going on record under the threat of perjury facing criminal charges saying they were denied the right to investigate this fully, shouldn't that alone be reason for everybody to want some type of an inquiry into what the hell went on? I mean, really think about that for a second. But there's Chris Wallace just doing some human shield stuff. Okay, also happened over on The View yesterday. It's kind of expected at this point. But they did it again. The view is awful. Listen to this clip from the view. Okay. And it's so fascinating because it's just word salad. You understand? When people this is just a human nature thing. Okay, if you're raising a child, if you're in a relationship, if you suspect a business partner of wrongdoing, okay, stick with me. This is like legit life advice, and it's useful and it's always accurate. If you are Suspecting a business partner of wrongdoing. If you're suspecting a partner of maybe stepping out and catting around, like Jenny usually does Thursday nights. I'm on to you, woman. I'm kidding. If you think your kid's lying to you about something, okay? Anytime in your life with 1,000% certainty, if the person you're questioning responds with an answer to a question that wasn't the one you asked, It's because they're full of every single time, every single time. You say like, hey, where were you Thursday night? 
Ah, oh, the traffic Tuesday morning was the worst. It was bad. It wasn't good. You got to, you know, the point is they're trying to evade a head-on discussion because they know the head-on discussion doesn't end well for them. Bingo. Listen to the view as they invoke Barbie, Bud Light, and anything they can, but the IRS whistleblowers who said it's a corrupt family. Listen to this, clip 14. Yeah. What bribery scheme? Yes. <laughs> what, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, it's always, it's so different every day. I mean, you know, they're either freaking out about Barbie or they're upset about, you know, uh, Budweiser beer and just Bud and Light. Just Bud Light. Bud Light. Okay. Now, we don't right? That's right. You don't want out. the wrong thing to get out. Yeah. But I mean, what 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 is what is really happening here? I mean, well, how much mean- punishment does Biden need because he won? And they lost. Well, that's the problem. I, they yeah. keep seeing these indictments coming down from Trump, and they're like, "Hamana, hamana, what are we going to do? Let's turn it around and make it about him, about Biden instead. Take your eyes off of Trump, even though he's a criminal, and put your eyes on this guy instead." That was absolutely dreadful. Just awful. And to be clear, the last thing. Okay, I can reverse engineer this spaceship that just crashed into the side of a mountain. Okay, now they're trying to take the focus on Trump. So they're, you know, making it about Hunter. Yo, they've been talking about Hunter for the better part of three and a half years. But entities like The View, The New York Times, The Washington Post, Big Tech, they were denying the public the right to have an honest conversation about Hunter. And that's everything you need to know. When the people you're inquiring about are answering every question but the one you've asked them, you know they're full of it. So when The View says, ah, we have first it's Barbie, then it's Bud Light. Barbie, nothing to do with Hunter Biden. Although everyone who I know who plays with Barbie dolls always has them naked. That might remind you of some of the things you've seen on Hunter Biden's laptop. My gosh. So many dongs on that laptop. I feel like I'm on a women's swim team. I mean, it's crazy, you know. But stick with me. Okay, the Bud Light thing, nothing to do with Hunter Biden. Bud Light, we weren't denied the right to share Bud Light's existence before the 2020 election. We weren't denied the right to share Barbie's existence before the 2020 election. Okay, Hunter Biden has been outed, okay, as being the beneficiary of a Fugazi investigation in the run-up to the 2020 election. They ran out the clock They lorded over the investigatory team and denied them access to specifically questioning Joe Biden. Now we find out about a plea deal that was going to give him immunity from crimes that weren't even mentioned in the plea deal, meaning just a bow to put around the whole thing. And there's Chris Wallace and there's The View telling you, no, there's nothing to see here. It's like, why are these guys mad at Osama bin Laden? What the hell did he ever do? This is why I'm telling you, anytime you shut off a show like The View, anytime you shut off CNN, it's addition by subtraction.
Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Doing the dang thing in the legendary studios of WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. I mean, fancy, really nice facility. Cox Media running a first-class operation. And I've been to a few of these places. I, you know, I was down at KRMG in Tulsa, Levi May. Uh, real nice place, you know, real fir- first-class all the way. And uh, I always love broadcasting because it's a smooth, from one of these, because it's smooth. You know what I'm saying? You walk in the door. It's, do you remember in Goodfellas where they let them in through the kitchen? And they're putting out the white tablecloth just as you sit down. And the next thing you know, you're a foot from Henny Youngman and he's telling jokes. That, that's a cock station. I love this crowd. It's actually first class. So shout out to them for having me. Uh, I'm also going to do a random uh, shout out to a former New York Times correspondent who was over on MSNBC yesterday. Peter Baker engaged in what the late great Rush Limbaugh would call a random act of journalism. Here it is. Clip 19. Then former Vice President Biden was able to frame it successfully in 2020 as a tragedy, as a son who, you know, got uh, struggling with addiction and did some things that were wrong, but not necessarily, you know, uh, corrupt. I think now, of course, it's been a few years uh, since then. More information has come out. uh, More allegations have been made, uh, many of which, of course, have not yet been proven or confirmed. But I think that 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 narrative is a little harder to make right now. And so for the for the for President Biden, it's it's not just about a, a wayward son, but about whether or not he himself had something to do with his wayward son's business dealings. And that's that's still an open question. Uh, the president, former president, sorry, the current president said that he's never uh, had even discussed business with his son. Uh, the White House press secretary this week changed that formulation a little bit to say he was never in business with his son. That's a little bit different than what more, uh, President Biden is said in the past so understand a guy from the new york times to his credit just took a look at joe biden the president of the united states and said yo joey buddy you were lying your ass up and he really was take a bow peter baker random act of journalism complete This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action on a Friday trying to hold this country together. We are out in Ohio. Show tomorrow night is sold out, uh, but I announced yesterday tickets are now officially on sale for the Helena Civic Center Friday night, October the 27th. If you want to see me in Helena, Montana, you better get there, damn it. It's going to be a rowdy one. Saturday night, October the 28th, we'll be at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. So we're out in your hood doing the damn thing. And there are, of course, still some tickets left for the Kennedy Show. Uh, The Laughs and Liberty Tour will be at the Green Valley Ranch in Henderson, Nevada, right at the bottom of the Strip. Uh, That is Friday night, August the 25th. I got one night in Vegas, and then I got to get the hell out of there because I'm hosting uh, Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m. the following evening. And I'm pretty sure Fox booked me just to get me out of the casino. <laughs> we got to get him out of here, okay? Uh, it's going to be a smash and grab. One show, uh, Henderson, Nevada at the Green Valley Ranch. If you want to come hang out, it'd be great. Uh, Dan is hanging out right now in Pendleton uh, on the West Coast, and he joins us now. Yo, Dan. 
Jimmy, it's a pleasure, brother. You're 100% disabled Navy veteran, truck driver. I kind of done it all, shot down jets. I love you. You are possibly smarter than you are funny, and I know you're funny. I just realized in the last few days how bright you really are. I just want to push this one thing. Mm-hmm. Trump, whether you like him or not, and we know he's dyed orange. I mean, I'm a Navy guy. I'm like, we all lie. Come on. <laughs> but the point is, the guy lost about a billion, give or take, his first four years. It's about six hundred grand a day. Yep. So donating the presidential salary is one thing, but I mean, people with money love money. Let's be real. He yep. lost six hundred grand a day and ran for re-election. So every other politician, Pelosi, you name it, they all get wealthy. This guy is doing it for the country. And I wish people would say that, all politics aside, mm-hmm. you know, they're all kind of BSers. We know that. I mean, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. who can you trust? Who can you really trust other than you? But I'll be there at the Twin Falls. Oh, you know, is that true? I, I live a block from the, the Green uh, Green Valley Ranch. Oh, but when you're huge. in Twin Falls, remember this. Mm-hmm. Thai Jasmine. Jasmine Thai Restaurant. They Ooh. got a Tom Cow, the coconut soup. Ooh. It's like silk, brother. Dude, you could be t- you could be charging me three ninety nine a minute for this dirty talk. That sounds great, Dan. You're killing me. I love you. I know you got to entertain. But you are informative. <laughs> Trump is the man. There's going to be a rally. I'm telling you, I'm going to have my RV and be out there campaigning for him with thousands of other disabled veterans. There's seventeen hundred of us on oh, the man. face chat uh, group. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, the guy's going. It's going to rally like you've never seen. I'm telling you, you're going to get teary eyed. Go get him, man, you. and f- thank you for what you do. I'm Twin mm-hmm. Falls, baby. You're the man, Dan. We'll do it again soon. There he goes, the great Dan. Uh, listen, I love when you guys say nice things to me, but do you understand? If you say them too much, my drug dealer's going to ask for a raise. You're putting me in a bad spot here. You know what this guy's charging me for a Tide Pod these days? I can't go into the grocery store. I have Fox News guys in the laundry aisle again. I can't do that. I can't even send Lincoln because people know who he is now. Lincoln used to be my alibi. It's not, it's not good now. You know. Lincoln's like 6'5". He, he, could, he could have been my designated driver back in the day, uh, but now they see him in the car. They know the Fox News guy's banged up. So I actually cleaned up my life quite a bit. I got to tell you, man. Uh, but a shout out to Dan and all the veterans, disabled veterans, all the living veterans. You guys are the MVPs. One of the reasons you hear me stick up for cops, one of the reasons you hear me stick up for men and women in uniforms as much as I do is because I realize they're doing the single most important job in society. They are the offensive line of the country. Okay, the offensive line is the most important thing on a football team. The most important thing. Okay, Tom Brady, okay, might as well be Greg Brady. Okay, if he didn't have an offensive line. You wouldn't even know his name. He'd be a last-round draft pick out of Michigan who was a backup. He wouldn't be married to Giselle or divorced from Giselle shacking up with another model guy you know guys doing all right over there uh there's you know pictures the other day surfaced that looked like he had a little bit of a sleepover with another supermodel oh yes i've read about that in the bible but the point is you know he wouldn't know these people if he didn't have a phenomenal offensive line it gave him time to throw the ball i mean everything that you enjoy as an american whether it's food or it's entertainment or it's you know, driving a muscle car, whatever the hell you're into. You ride a bike. I rode a lot of motorcycles. I owned a lot of motorcycles. Uh, whatever the hell you're into. You go kayaking. You play ball. You go fishing. None of this is possible without the men and women who fight for your freedom, without the cops who do their best to maintain law and order but aren't getting a hell of a whole lot of help from this administration. They really aren't. And it's one of the things that gives me a soft spot for Trump. For real, this is, you know, I'm giving you real analysis here. 
You know, I tell you all the time I love Tim Scott because he has a great story, and it's the truth about our country. You can be president as a black man in America now. We had a guy serve two terms who wasn't even any good at the job. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, the you know, they want to tell you people are oppressed. There is not one country in the world that's oppressing people and simultaneously putting them in charge. It's not going on. It's not... It's not a thing. There's not a country where you can look around the world and go, yeah, you know, this uh, this, this group of this ethnic group is uh, oppressed. But at the same time, they let them run the country on the side. It's like a, it's a fun thing they do. It's like a role play. What if you guys were in charge and you weren't oppressed? Here, let's do that for eight years. That's not what goes on. Okay. So you understand, I like Tim Scott because he pushes back so hard against all the race baiting that comes out of the Democratic Party. You know that's most of the political discourse. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally, totally, totally. So I love that for Tim Scott because policy-wise, he's a brilliant guy and he takes away the race card. It's not that they won't play it. They'll continue to play it. I mean, they've tried already. They trotted out Obama to try to say, you know, Tim Scott was a sellout. They accused Nikki Haley of using her brown skin to launder white supremacy. Okay, folks, straight clown stuff, straight clown stuff. Okay, but this is what the Democrats do. So I like the idea of Tim Scott being able to push back against that. Okay, DeSantis obviously doing a phenomenal job of running his state uh, as it pertains to the job he's doing Running that campaign of his, I got to tell you, man, good goodness. They are hemorrhaging money. They are hemorrhaging staff. There's now talk about Glenn Youngkin getting into the race. Dude, if you are DeSantis right now, whoa, you did not think you'd be here at this point in the fight. You did not. Do you remember Rocky Four when Apollo fights the exhibition against Drago? And the announcer famously says, what started out as a joke has turned into a disaster. (laughs) You know, we were weeks ago, you know, DeSantis got off to a slow start, wasn't quite closing the gap. But, you know, we haven't had a debate yet. We haven't voted in the first caucus yet. And we're like, God, look at the media overreacting to the DeSantis thing. They always do that to Republicans. Fast forward two weeks. The dude just laid off a third of his staff, a third of his staff. And now we're seriously being like, what started out as a joke has turned into a disaster. He's not a good candidate right now. It's not to say he can't turn around. It's not to say he won't figure it out. But uh, they're having real big likability problems. I would love, you know, if we get him on the show, we've reached out to him. He's busy. You know, he probably does the bigger shows. I don't know if he does. Who cares? Okay, but the point is, I am such a good judge of character because I've picked up a billion people in a taxi cab and talked to them. And I'm really good, a really good um, judge of character. Phenomenal. I'll know everything that's right with him, everything that's wrong with him in a five-minute radio conversation. That's why, selfishly, I do want to get him on the show. But right now, he might not be in the race long enough for me to get him on the show the way he is going. Okay, but where I have a a soft spot for Trump as a candidate, okay, because there are positives about all of them. Like even Chris Christie. I can give you a positive about Chris Christie. He's the one guy that makes me feel better about my eating habits. I love having Christie, or as long as Christie's in the race, nobody's looking at me. You know what I'm saying? But the truth is Trump does have – I grew up with this. I was raised with this. Trump does have a genuine connection with people who put on the uniform 
and he has a deep affinity for people who put on the uniform, so much so that they vote overwhelmingly for him. Even in the aftermath of that, remember that ridiculous Atlantic piece where they were like, yeah, Trump didn't want to go to a D-Day ceremony in France. He called them suckers and losers. And all 24 people in the room went on record as saying that didn't happen, did not happen. But why were they taking that shot? Because what the Democrats like to do is they try to turn your strengths into weaknesses. They try to turn their weaknesses into strengths. To give you an example, Joe Biden, okay, meddled with a prosecutor in Ukraine, a prosecutor that was investigating the company his son happened to be a board member of. Knowing that to be the case, knowing that Trump made a phone call asking Ukraine to look into what seems like brazen corruption, the Democrats turned around and impeached him for brazen corruption. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did him. That's what they do. So you understand Trump's relationship with the troops, Trump's relationship with the cops is so powerful that the Democrats are always going out of their way to undermine it because they realize they're never going to have that connection because they don't have that affinity. Do you have any cop funerals, sadly, have taken place in New York where the NYPD turns its back to the mayor at the time because of just how much they've slandered the cops over the years? Whether we're talking about a dirtbag like Bill de Blasio, you know, just a real low life. You know, any of these Democrats, they hate them, hate them. Okay, why? Because they know they don't have their back. See, if you're a guy like Donald Trump, okay, and you came of age at a time of true American exceptionalism, we had just landed on the moon, okay, you were raised spectacularly wealthy. But you had an ambition within you to keep aspiring. Whenever somebody tells me, oh, Donald Trump got $10 million from his dad. Do you know how many people got $100 million from their dad and you've never heard of them because they didn't amount to anything? They usually bottomed out because they didn't have a work ethic because they didn't need one. The fact that someone is born into wealth and actually perseveres to become a mega media star and ultimately the president of the United States, becoming the first private citizen to walk off the street and do it, his resolve, his determination, his fighting spirit is beyond all believable bounds to take on the entirety of the media, the entirety of the political establishment, including his own party in 2016 and win. Okay, and then in the aftermath of 2020... Didn't trust the legitimacy of the election. I I don't have proof that it was stolen, but I have proof that they tried everything on earth to get him out of office that was illegal at the time. Okay. The Mueller probe was a scam. The Hunter Biden laptop story was a scam. The FBI knew it was true a year before they told the world it was false. Think about that. That's election interference. Guy kept fighting. Even after he lost, kept fighting. Okay. Now he's back in 2020. They've indicted him twice. They might indict him a third time. They've added bonus charges to the second indictment. We're told down in Georgia we might get a fourth indictment. What's Trump doing? He's vowing to keep on fighting. Okay, he has a resolve. He has a fighting spirit. He has a tenacity, the likes of which none of us have ever seen from anybody in our politics. But you know who we've seen it from, right? You know who we've seen it from? Our troops. Bingo. Okay, our cops. Bingo. Okay, Donald Trump's appeal to the working man comes from and stems from the fact 
that he has the same resolve, get it done at all costs, overcome all options, failure is not one of them, keep on going. Eat as many jabs as you have to eat. You don't understand, like as a sporting achievement, okay, Donald Trump has accomplished more than any athlete ever. Donald Trump, if you remember, is a host of Celebrity Apprentice was at the 2012 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Now, I've been there a few times now, and I have a real sense of what it must have been like for him to be sitting in that room with the President of the United States, Barack Obama, on stage clowning him, clowning Trump at the time, okay? Obama was talking about Trump looking into his birth certificate. They were making fun of him for potentially running for president. They were mocking him for his take on conspiracy theories. There was a joke about... You know, he's going to go investigate who killed Tupac and Biggie. And Obama got a big laugh for that. And Trump just sat there nodding his head, just taking the punches in front of the whole world, just taking the punches. Yeah, keep going, pal. Keep going. And got off of that mat of public humiliation and ran for president and won. I don't think he ever grasped the significance of just how much he accomplished. He got one, dude. Like 45 people have gotten one. In a 247-year-old country, 45 people have gotten a presidency. Biden didn't get one. Biden was handed one. He stayed home. He was watching. If if you spent more than 65% of your campaign with a TV remote in your hand, it doesn't count as getting one. He knows what he's talking about. But the point is, even if you want to give him one, there's still only 46 presidents. And the fact that he overcame as much as he did and found a way to get it done, keep going until you do. Okay, that's the type of fierce tenacity that makes us the most fierce fighting force in the world. The team nobody wants to play. Peace through strength. Gunboat diplomacy. Speak softly and carry a big stick. Trump doesn't speak softly. But make no mistake about it. But the dude is a fighter. I mean, and they are right now in this moment hitting the dude with everything, just everything. But what's crazy is all the best people in this country are the ones rooting for him. They're calling him the devil, a white supremacist, a traitor, a treasonous, a blah, blah, blah. Yet for whatever reason, the people who make this country go round, the people who protect this country, the people who try and arrest the bad guys when the liberals let them, Okay, they're the ones fighting alongside Trump the hardest. And I'm out here in the real world. It's right or wrong or bullshit. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am out in Dayton, Ohio. Michael is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and it sounds like he saw the Mitch McConnell glitch video or perhaps the Diane Feinstein. Michael, what triggered this phone call? <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, but before we get into that, I got a question for you. So mm-hmm. uh, I was in Vegas uh, back in April and learned how to play roulette, and, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like a big boy now. So mm-hmm. when you go to Vegas, what do you play? What's your game? Uh, a lot of blackjack. I play blackjack. Uh, I will shoot craps from time to time. I like the camaraderie, though, of a blackjack table. So here's the thing, just so you understand. Like when I was in my 20s, Michael, I paid and failed to pay my rent because of gambling. Okay, constantly. I was a big gambler. So at a blackjack table, like I'm either playing alone or I'm playing with uh, friends who control every seat on the table because you don't want to get screwed by the guy who doesn't take the right cards. You know what I'm saying? So when I go, like, it's, it's business because I don't want to wind up turning tricks behind the casino again. Gets old. Man. Gets, 
crickets. Oh, wow. Yeah, I walked by the craps table and watched that for about two minutes, and I said, nope, I will never understand that game. <laughs> you, yeah, well, you would, but I'm just telling you, nowhere in the world is there a man to be better off if only he spent another hour in the casino. So really quick, before we stage an intervention for all the gamblers out there like you and me, what were you saying about term limits to Mikey? I just got to hear it. We got a minute. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, uh, yeah, he had that brain freeze. He got mm-hmm. uh, Feinstein doing the uh, weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So how do we fix this? These politicians are not going to fix it themselves, Jimmy. Well, no. the founders put it in the Constitution, Convention of States. The mm-hmm. Convention of States can do term limits, can uh, change mm-hmm. how much they make, can put all these things in place that we know, everyone knows we need it, but the politicians politicians are never going to do it themselves. So go to conventionofstates.com. 30-something states have already said, yeah, we need to do this. Michael, only you could start a conversation with a roulette lesson and close with the convention of states. (laughs) That was a lot more productive of a conversation than anybody saw coming. Take a bow. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. There it is. Back in action. Big hour. Number two on a Friday. Fox across America. A quarter of the way across America. We are not at Fox News headquarters in New York City. We are at the legendary WHIO studios in Dayton, Ohio. A fabulous facility. The only demerit, I would say, is there's a picture of Brian Kilmeade hanging up in the lobby. Get him out of here. Stop it. I am Team Kilmeade all the way. Uh, 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of this team, this hour uh, will include a grown-up chat with Florida Representative Kat Kamek and, of course, Diamond Dave Landau around the corner to wrap the week up with me in high style. But you're all welcome to join. In the meantime, you know the rules. They're the same every day. Sing along in the car. The truck, the Winnebago, where you're cooking meth and fleeing the authorities, Walter White style. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a <laughs> Boom. Back in action. Hour number two. I got to tell you, man, the thing I wanted to talk about today, we, we kind of paid some attention to it, but it's been a weird week. It's a bit of busy week, to be clear. You know, it started out with Joe Biden curing cancer. Biden's lost his marbles. <laughs> but he did say that at the beginning of the week. If you missed it. Oh, man. A doozy of a moment. From Joe Biden, let's start there. We had, you know, obviously the Hunter plea deal collapse, which is funny. We got another, there's a group on to indict Donald Trump, so now he gets indicted twice a week. It's kind of bizarre. Okay, but this was the Biden clip from earlier in the week. It just, it made me laugh when I heard it. And the reason I find it funny is because the White House went back after the fact, edited the transcript to remove Biden's comment about whether or not he had cured cancer. I got to find it. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm looking through. I got a lot of documents over here. Got a lot of documents. Here it is. It is clip 43. One of the things I'm always asked is, you know, uh, why why Americans <clears throat> have sort of lost faith for a while and be able to do big things. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can we end the cancer as we know it. Sadly, he's wrong on that one. Sadly. Okay. I don't take any joy in him being wrong. I wish he was right. I wish he had cured it. 
But this is what we're dealing with now. This is what we're trotting out to the podium. A guy was trying to save the queen and curing cancer and somehow defying gravity and falling on the way up the stairs. Like it's not (laughs) – it's a lot to watch, man. And I don't take it any joy in saying it, but it's been a busy week. But in the race to replace Joe Biden, okay, over on the Republican side of the aisle, they are roughing up Ron DeSantis something fierce right now. Something fierce. Okay, and I want to give you some backstory on how this happened. Okay, if you followed the narrative of the past couple of weeks, it's that DeSantis got into the race, spent a ton of money, didn't close the gap on Trump. Okay, which is true. Trump was crushing him in national polls. But what did the DeSantis team say? They said, well, national polls don't matter. We're focused on a state-by-state races is what we're focused on. Well, here's a newsflash. He's losing by over 30 points in both of the early states. That can't be good. (laughs) I mean, listen, man. You know, you tell me the nationals don't matter. Fine, I agree. We don't vote on a national basis. We vote state by state. But if you're down 30 in the states, it's bad. And the fact that he hasn't closed the gap, despite the fact that Trump has been indicted two and a half times, is driving big money donors into the arms of other candidates. The hot rumor right now is that Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin could jump in and steal this thing. Wrong. That's not going to happen. Youngkin ain't going to do it. But they threw $40 million, $40 million behind Tim Scott in Iowa. Okay, the big donors did. The people with the money, the people who make a difference. Okay, they're throwing that kind of money behind Tim Scott, which means they're looking at Ron DeSantis and they don't see they don't see it. They don't see it. He laid off a third of his campaign workers. Now what's happening is there's a disingenuous campaign being waged to make him look like a racist. And some of the Republicans, sensing the vulnerability, the blood in the water, are kind of twisting the knife a little bit. Okay, Byron Donalds, BD, is on the show all the time, called out DeSantis for Florida's curriculum. Tim Scott also calling out DeSantis for Florida's curriculum. Now, to be absolutely, positively, abundantly clear, DeSantis did not write this curriculum. But because it is a liability at a time when the field is very contested and people see a vulnerability in the most well-financed guy in the race, they are very well taking their shots. It almost seems disingenuous to me, to be honest with you, because the passage that DeSantis is in trouble for Florida wrote a new curriculum, okay, and it contains a passage that, to be clear, is in the AP African Studies course that every single media group on earth harangued him for banning initially. Do you remember when, when, when DeSantis over this earlier in the spring banned an African Studies course because it contained gender ideology, because it contained, you know, sex stuff for kids, okay? He banned it and said, hey, just write me a history course. Write a history course. Forget gender. Forget gay, straight, sex. Teach us history. Do that stuff in biology. Let's make the history class a history class. So they went out and wrote curriculum. Did he write it himself? No. Has he read every page of it? No. But there is an identical passage, okay, in the new curriculum that was identical in the other curriculum the media wanted him to pass. Here it is. Okay, in addition to agricultural work, enslaved people learned specialized trades and worked as painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers in the North and South. Once free, American African-Americans used these skills to provide for themselves and others. 
So that passage is being framed as if DeSantis said people benefited from slavery. Now, DeSantis didn't write the curriculum, but it is being pinned to him. And it's a piece of curriculum that everyone in the world was okay with when it was in the original AP studies course that also contained gender ideology. So this is a little bit, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of a scam. What they're kind of railroading DeSantis on this one, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, because he is the most well-financed guy in the race, people see a real vulnerability. They're playing this card left and right, and it is getting real ugly out there. Let me give you this one, okay, because it's fascinating. Fascinating, man. DeSantis got into this race, big money, the most successful state in the country. A guy who very much, you know, looked like he could potentially be inevitable, given the, you know, legal hurdles Donald Trump would have to clear in order to win this thing. You're like, well, surely DeSantis is going to come in there and take the thing. Uh, Not even close. I mean, it is bad. But let me give you some of this. Okay, Tim Scott, okay, talking about DeSantis and the curriculum. This is clip 34. As a country founded upon freedom, greatest deprivation of freedom for slavery, there's, there's no silver lining in freedom, in slavery. The truth is that anything you can learn, that any benefits that people suggest you had during slavery, you would have had as a free person. Uh, what slavery was, was really about separating families, about mutilating humans, and even raping their wives. It was just devastating. So I would hope that every person in our country, and certainly running for president, would appreciate that. And listen, people have bad days. Sometimes they regret what they say. And we should uh, ask them again to clarify their positions. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Do you hear the, the tag there, Tim Scott of DeSantis? Oh, you know, sometimes I can appreciate people have bad days. Sometimes they regret what they say. And we should ask them to clarify that position. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's saying because he's co-signing the attacks on DeSantis. I don't know if he means it to be honest with you, because the passage, not ideal, nobody benefited from slavery. Nobody. But the idea that they're framing this as a DeSantis claim is wildly disingenuous. He didn't write the curriculum. Okay, but Byron Donald's jumped on it too. Here is Joy Reid trying to sort of give Byron Donald's credit for this, but slander every Republican in the process. Clip 33. He's a black man from Florida and tried to mildly criticize the slaves benefited from slavery thing. And this isn't even Trump saying it. It was DeSantis's policies. Right, right. He got mowed down like the lawn. Yes. Because you can't even say slavery was bad now in the Republican Party. That's how far it's gone. And that's not even Trump who had the policy. It was DeSantis. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. I mean, what a dirtbag. You can't even say slavery was bad in the Republican Party. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. We're living in the death of shame. Do you see where most of the political discourse, this is my value to society. I mean it. This is the only thing I know how to do. Okay, is I don't have the conversation based on how one side is trying to package it. I try to have the conversation based on what we all know to be true, meaning you could not you could have an issue with the the the, the passage in this curriculum. Okay, 
but the passage in this curriculum does not mean Republicans aren't allowed to say that slavery was bad. Okay, and to be clear, the passage in this curriculum is identical to the curriculum Joy Reid was demanding DeSantis pass all the way back last spring. So do you understand this passage would have been in the textbooks if everyone criticizing Ron DeSantis got their way six months ago? It would be in the textbooks. Now somebody dug it up and they're using it to railroad the guy. Kamala Harris, if you remember, earlier in the week, got called out by the very professor who wrote the curriculum. We played the clip 100 times on the show because he flat out said she's lying. This isn't a real thing. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! Flat out lying. Okay, so DeSantis, treading water right now, getting beat up, responds to the critiques from Byron Donalds, the Tim Scotts of the world, and says this, clip 35. But was picking a fight with Congressman Donalds on this? It's not picking a fight. It's, look, at the end of the day, Floridians should stand up for Florida. Don't side with Kamala Harris and, and liberals who are demagoguing this. These are people that worked really hard on this. Our State Board of Education approved it. You had nobody raising a ruckus about this until it became convenient to try to do it. So I would just say, you know, I'd ask all my colleagues in Florida, stand up for your state. Don't side with Kamala Harris. Oh, oh, played the Kamala card. And what is he saying to all of them as a whole, getting past Kamala? You can't just make up lies about people. But they are, to be honest with you, they're lying about DeSantis in this one. He's getting railroaded. But what he needs to learn is, you know, don't take Pee Wee Herman's advice on that one. Two things you shouldn't take from Pee Wee Herman. Uh, an invite to go to the movie theater. <laughs> you know, get a little sticky. Uh, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't take political advice. That clip of Pee Wee saying you can't just make up lies about people in politics, you very much can. And I love, you know, listen, Pee Wee Herman is, you know, it's a deity in my house. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Great one. Maybe one of the best films of all time. It's a perfect film. Okay. That being said, I have to deviate from the mean on this Pee Wee analysis <laughs> because you can just make up lies about people and they are making up lies about De- DeSantis in this moment. But the problem is, He's in a really tough spot. When a third of your staff gets let go, there's no way to repackage this other than you're getting your ass handed to you. When people start throwing big money behind Tim Scott, no way to package it other than they're suddenly emboldened in supporting other candidates. When you start hearing about Glenn Youngkin getting into the race, okay, they're not getting into the race because Trump's getting indicted again. They're getting into the race because despite all of these indictments, DeSantis isn't closing the gap. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be wrapping Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek, who weighs in uh, shortly after she comes and goes. It's smash and grab radio robbery. Diamond Dave Landau weighing in on a significant milestone for the wokesters over at Bud Light. Everything woke turns to Uh, They crossed a new threshold today, courtesy of Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Don't all run out and celebrate, but we'll certainly discuss it. 
Because <sighs> if it's going on in the world, it's going on in the country, uh, we try to bring it to your attention. Fox Across America is our family meeting. I am the radio deadbeat dad who comes home a little glassy-eyed at the end of a double shift and sits at the head of the dinner table and talks to you about your day. Uh, you know, sometimes from time, you're like, Dad's slurring a lot today. Yeah, what's going on at school? That might be me, but the point is I'm having a good time doing it. So talk away, 888-788-9910. One of the things I'm going to get into with Kat Kamek is the hot rumor circulating in Congress that Republicans are back and forth on the idea of impeaching Biden. Now, Jamie Raskin, who I'm no, just no fan of. I mean, he he kind of ran point on the whole ridiculous January 6th hearing that was produced with Hollywood producers and made for TV right ahead of the midterms, political propaganda to the, to the T. But Raskin was asked yesterday by Aishna Hosni. You remember Aishna? If you, you never heard her on the show, but if you watched me host the 4th of July special here at Fox, Aishna was out front with me. We hosted the show together. That's where we were shouting out my main man, Uncle Sam. But um, Aishna was asking Jamie Raskin yesterday on Capitol Hill about the potential Devin Archer testimony that we're expected to get this coming Monday. And, you know, Raskin tried to dismiss the potential to impeach Biden and any allegation of corruption, but did admit, did admit to his credit that if Archer has the goods, that is a game changer. Clip 20. Just wondering if you are worried about how damning this uh, Archer testimony might be next week. Um, no, I'm not worried about that. No. You're not worried if he comes in and tells Chairman Comer that he overheard President Biden on the phone with his son talking about business dealings? Um, well, look, I'm very willing to continue to hear whatever Chairman Comer and the Republicans produce, but we've been at this for seven months, and nobody has produced a single iota of evidence suggesting that President Biden was involved in any corruption or anything. But what if Devin scheme. Archer does? Well, uh, you know, then listen to it? that would be a different day, of course. Okay, so give him credit for that. Okay, if Devin Archer produces the goods, he at least admits that would be a different day. Now, do I expect him to live up to that promise? The answer would be no. If Devin Archer produces a VHS cassette that shows Joe Biden getting handed a briefcase full of cash from the head of Burisma, and says, thanks for the government influence. I don't expect the Democrats to acknowledge any of it. I don't expect the media to say a word. The media is a bunch of losers. But they won't say a word because they're still trying to show for the Democratic Party. But I give De- you know Raskin credit for at least acknowledging the possibility. Okay, this Devin Archer testimony is significant because he was Hunter's business partner. He's the guy in the photograph of Biden and Hunter's business partners playing golf. A conversation that Joe Biden wants you to believe never once involved their business. You're telling me you played 18 holes of golf with a guy and never talked about the business they're in? And one of them happened to be your son? Do you understand? Joe Biden to this day wants you to believe that his son was in some type of a business with his brother, but Joe Biden never stopped to ask what that business was. I mean, dude. Give me a, I, I can't curse on the air, but there are days where I want to. <laughs> this is certainly one of them. Uh, let's call a timeout. Kat Kamek, superstar representative from the great state of Florida, stops by to weigh in on the reality, okay, that Democrats are so full of crap.
It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America oh, with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America, doing a damn thing. We are live in Dayton, Ohio, at the legendary WHIO. Diamond Dave Landau around the corner. Right now, a little you and me time. It's a lot happening, man. It's been a crazy day. Okay, the DeSanta situation is getting ugly in a hurry. Not good. Okay, we've got this potential Biden impeachment. Okay, and bigger than all of that, I think if there was a top headline in America right now, it's that we're about to get the band back together with Cat Kamek. And I got to tell you, everything, you talk about spiritual currency. You're not wealthier. You can't spend it in a store, but you're better off in life for having accumulated what we're about to hand you. She, of course, is a superstar congresswoman from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. Cat Kamek back on the show, and the crowd goes wild. Hello. <laughs> Nuts. People are going crazy right now, Cat Kamek. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You know, it was, it was, listen, it's, it's all we have in this world. Like I, I've, It's the only part of radio I figured out so far in my three years on the air. I can give an intro. The rest of it, it's a little touch and go. <laughs> but when you wear your white boots, it's Ooh. magic. Ooh, can I tell you something? So I'm in Ohio. I'm talking to you from Dayton right now. And I'm, playing, I'm playing the Grand Opera House tomorrow night doing stand-up. Wow. And, and uh, someone actually requested the white boots. And I consider that significant. It's a Fox producer. It's like, you got to wear the white boots for this shot. And it's the funniest thing because depending on the state you're in, like you get it, Kamek, you got real swag. Okay, we talked about you earlier in the week. We'll get to that. You were a hot topic on the show when Byron was on. But oh, um, there, no, no, it was good. It was good stuff. But um, what should we call it? We were talking about <laughs> swag in Ohio. Like, yeah, wear your white boots. In Texas, I've actually physically had my life threatened for wearing white boots. <laughs> in Vegas, though, they love it. Oh, do they ever? Are you kidding me? Someone I handed me. Especially uh, I was... when you pair it with your short shorts. <laughs> like I'm Dangle from Reno 911? Give <laughs> you a pair of Raymans, baby. You be new boot goofing. <laughs> I walked into Vegas with those on at the airport. The TSA guy gave me a bag of Molly. He was like, here you go. Go out tonight, pal. You have it, Vegas. You have a nice time. Uh, Cat Hammock, let's talk swamp for a second. Sorry to do this to you. We have some adulting to do, girlfriend. Um. I'm sure I'm sure you saw the Hunter Biden plea deal fall apart. Now, I'm not a legal analyst, but what I wanted to ask you is, have you ever heard of a plea deal where you're pleading guilty to two charges, but you're somehow being absolved of future crimes unrelated to these two? I mean, insane. And it gets so good because they they not only had him for six years of tax evasion, and currently under investigation for a litany of other things, right? But the sweetheart mm-hmm. plea deal, and I've said this before, this guy had his first drug charge the year I was born, 1988. He has a rap sheet that is 35 years long. And he gets a sweetheart plea deal, lies on a background check when buying a gun, all this stuff, never mind the fact that, of course, his father says we need to tighten up background checks, you know, mm-hmm. on guns. So. <laughs> That right there is just one of the things they don't want to talk about. Uh But I'm sitting at dinner with the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Jason Smith, who Mm. had just sent over, had filed an amicus brief with all of the findings from the transcribed interviews of the IRS whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what? This is ridiculous. The judge needs to know exactly what she's dealing with when she goes to sentence this, because we all knew that the deal was a total sham. So he files an amicus brief that day and sends it over to the courts. Then he gets a call as we're sitting at dinner, and they say, why did you withdraw the the, the amicus brief? Mm -hmm. And he says, I didn't withdraw. What are you talking about? The court 
hangs up, calls back and says, we just tracked down the number of who called and told us to withdraw it. It got traced back to Hunter Biden's law firm, the firm representing him. They called and pretended to be part of the Ways and Means Committee. They lied to the courts and said, I'm part of the Ways and Means staff. Please withdraw. It was an error. And so, of course, the judge slaps him down and says, you have till 9 p.m. to answer for this. But you want to talk about sleaze? I mean, my God. At least have enough wherewithal to block your damn number if you're going to do that, right? <laughs> um, I mean, but when you think of the level of ridiculousness, we're talking about a yeah. prank phone call. Like, cat, yeah. this is like a step above. Remember in cartoons when three little kids were trying to get into an establishment, so they put on a trench coat and stacked one on top of the other, so they were like six feet tall and played an adult? <laughs> like, like yeah, if this oh phone God, call didn't work. I think this is like Space Jam yeah. level. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, if this phone call didn't work, Hunter was going to send three kids stacked in a trench coat. I don't know where he was going to get the third one, though, because they don't talk to that daughter. They disowned her. Well, you know, you know he's a perv, so he owns plenty of them for his flashing days, you know? <laughs> That's funny. You know what that reminds me of? My grandma. My grandma failed at Cat Kamek. You'd appreciate this. This was her favorite street joke. Do you want to hear it? Oh, gosh. And I know I feel terrible because we just said perv and flasher with your grandmother in the same No, time. no, but that should, that should be way up her alley. Are you kidding me? She's oh, okay. my Sicilian okay. grandmother. My Sicilian grandmother oh, used right. to end every phone conversation when I was a little kid, and I didn't even get the significance of it. But she was old school, and uh, she used to say, I love you, honey. Don't ever put anything in writing. <laughs> it's like, whoa, grandma, what's going on over there? <laughs> Now you really respect it. Now yeah, you respect it. Now I, now I get it. But here it is, Grandma Fela. Are you ready? Did you think about the flasher who was, th- who was hearing about retiring? Uh, he decided to stick it out for another year. Oh, there you go. Come on, Cat Kamek. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, that, used to be, that, that, that used to be called the flasher joke. We now call it the Jeffrey Tubin joke. But stick with me. Come on, Cat Kamek. <laughs> There's so much here, but this is radio, and I feel like we really push. We've pushed the limits here recently in the last couple of weeks, Jimmy. But that's what we're supposed what to be doing. And it cannot be said on air. Can I, can I tell you why, though? This is important. America, okay. okay, it's losing its compass over what we're supposed to prioritize. You know, how the left likes to mm-hmm. police speech essentially because they're getting their way politically. If you control the language, you control the debate, and that's what they like well, to do to us as conservatives. Is they they characterize our views as hateful. So it's kind of hard to side with us if you're someone who's on the fence. That's kind of what they do. You know, you can't defend biological women in athletics or you're a transphobe who's committing some kind of genocide. Now, that can't possibly be true, but you would concede they kind of try to do that to us, right? Absolutely. Dependency and control. Thank you. Okay. So what the point I've been trying to make is that all of this censorship has really resulted in people losing uh, their compass. What I mean by that is we now prioritize what you say over what you do by like a long shot. And a good example is like the Jason Aldean video, the controversy from last week. We're madder at the guy singing about violent criminals than we are at the violent criminals. Like we're doing that wrong, Kat. I know. And, 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 you know, you say you not only have lost, I mean, just any sense of just basic common sense, but people have lost their sense of humor. Yep. And you as a comedian can, can appreciate this. Every comedian is getting canceled. I mean, I think of Chappelle because it, it is too offensive now. Now, it's okay to have all the, the, the different rap and hip-hop songs that have mm-hmm. every graphic detail that you can imagine. That's okay. But Jason mm-hmm. Aldean singing about small-town America and we, we're, we're standing up for ourselves? Oh, no. 
Oh, no. And heaven forbid you joke about it. We will cancel you. It's crazy, though, because they, they're going after the guy with the guitar instead of the guy with the gun. I'm like, dude, I, I, <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to work. It's tough, I'm, man. Cat Kamek is and, mm-hmm. and in the middle of it, Jimmy, let us not forget that while we had secretaries on the Hill this week testifying, lying to Congress, we had all this crazy stuff going on, the Hunter, Hunter Biden you know, plea deal mm-hmm. is getting exposed, all the corruption and collusion is getting exposed. They throw a UFO hearing in the mix, and somebody asked me, they're like, don't you care about that? I said, listen, I work with enough weird people on Capitol Hill. I don't need to discover aliens, too. You know, they might be more normal. Who knows? But I'm convinced they're already here, and they work in the swamp. (laughs) Funny. Well, you know what the difference is, too? It's like both parties, every party, dating back to the Whig party, okay, We've always had fringe people who support political parties. That's always been a thing. The difference now is the Democrats put theirs in charge. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We've all showed up to a rally and been like, tell security to take a look at that guy. He looks a little out there. The Democrats are the opposite. They're like, tell the donors to take a look at that guy. He looks like he could be a difference maker this fall. It's crazy. 100%. 100%. Well, the great part, I mean, case in point, yesterday, you know, uh, we were on the House floor voting, and we had just funded all of the veteran benefits and packages and health care, everything. And the, the Dems stand up, and they say, shame on you, Republicans. Shame on you. There's work to be done. We need to take care of our veterans. And I just loved it when we were able to fire back without missing a beat and saying, didn't you guys just vote every single one of you against the funding of the veteran package that was on the floor about three seconds ago? And they're like, yeah, but don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to what we do. Listen to what we say. <laughs> Dude, it is so true. We're talking to the legend, Kat Kamek, joining us from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. It's all words now. And I'm telling you, words, uh, you know, they, they carry weight and they have an impact and blah, blah, blah. But the obsession with policing speech has broken yeah. our, our GPS. It has. So that's why when you're on the show, I pull the goalie. But to be clear, there was never really a goalie on this show. You've heard it before. <laughs> this is, you know, this, this is something else going I, on. I, I, I will. I'm trying to be well behaved, you know. I'm trying to mm-hmm. get better. Oh, you no. Know? I was told your press team put a shock collar around you. So if you say certain <laughs> things, you're going to get votes now. That's what I was. Oh, if no, they, no. If, if that's they didn't what, do that's it, they're going to. I run. I run away so they can't, they can't follow me. But it was great having uh, my buddy Byron and, and Corey mm. with me. Oh, and, that was good. Um, thanks, for, thanks for playing ball with us on that. Yeah, it was, it was, I've never been on a congressional field trip before. But uh, it was it was it was a good time. And then we had Byron back last week, like, and I knew he was going to be here. It wasn't a party crash. And uh, mm-hmm. he did, he did, I, I'm telling you this, like you get a you have a lot of you have a lot of street cred in your party, dude. Like, I'm just not even talking about the politics of it all. I'm just talking about like if if Congress had a red solo cup night out, you would be, you know, probably one of the better circles to wind up in. Yeah. You know, I feel like in our delegation, particularly Florida, we're just. Well, where is that, you know? Everybody's yeah. coming to Florida. Everybody's mm-hmm. coming to Florida. It's pretty crazy. And yep. although I did meet somebody today who moved out of Florida, and, and I was a little bit, you know, thrown for a loop on that. But, listen, we got beaches. We got palm trees. We've got, you know, the Florida man and Florida woman. And you never <laughs> know what you're going to get except for a memorable night out. I can't tell you that. Cat Kamek, the belle of the red solo cup ball. Uh, have a great weekend if I don't hear from you. <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too, girlfriend. Be well. There she goes, the great Cat Kamek.
also a fine tourism ambassador to the great state of Florida. They're having a good time down there. Where Republicans are winning right now, this is where they're winning, okay, on the political side, the actual politicians. They're the ones having the most fun. Like when you, I don't know if you were listening when Byron crashed the show. I had booked Kat two weeks ago. So Kat Kamek was on, but Byron Donalds and Corey Mills showed up and just crashed the conversation. So instead of doing like a traditional political interview, not that I ever do, we usually get into stupid stuff like street jokes my grandma told me. Uh, but in the process of conversing with Kat, you know, they just barreled in like Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. And just became a part of the interview. And it was just fun. And that was just them being fun people. The Republican lawmakers are fun. They're doing a good job. They're out funning the Democrats. They're out policy debating the Democrats at every turn. I mean, you know that's the case because everything coming from the Democrats right now is a straw man argument. You know, if it's Hunter, Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government. That's a straw man argument. He's not accused of working for the government. He's accused of funneling money to the people who do. You know, when they start talking about, you know, the Riley Gaineses of the world. Riley Gaines, of course, a superstar swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania who was forced to swim with Leah Thomas, a biological man who swam and changed in their locker room. And Leah Thomas, standing up for her rights as a woman, rights that she won to a level playing field 50 years ago this year through the passage of Title IX. And, of course, she's being labeled a murderous bigot. You know, the Democrats are fighting straw man arguments. No one is saying trans people shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports. We're saying they should just compete against members of their same biology because then it's a level playing field. But the Democrats frame it as, oh, conservatives are denying them access to sports. Sports is a big problem of a child's upbringing. Oh, really? I don't disagree. But if you felt that way, why were you closing schools a year longer than you needed to when it came to COVID? Why were you forcing kids out of after-school programs? Why were you denying them the social benchmarks? Okay, because the truth is you don't care. They're very opportunistic, and it's become transparent to most casual observers. The Democrats are full of it. So where the Republicans are winning is they are the cooler side of the aisle. And they've got, you know, the culture is on their side. You know, where the Republicans are losing is the Democrats are good at convincing people of who their opponents are. Meaning the Democrats don't, they can't offer you a policy that's going to improve your life. Okay, think of the summer of 2020. Everyone in the world watched the George Floyd video and was like, nope, bad. We agreed that Derek Chauvin should go to jail. There was no pushback. There was no debate. This wasn't the blue, the dresses black and gold or blue and white. This was, you know, <laughs> this was, no, no, this is bad. This can't happen. We all agreed. But the Democrats, okay, couldn't get any value out of consensus. So they lit the country on fire and created another demarcation point in the debate. It wasn't whether or not we agreed. It was who actually did the killing. No, it wasn't Derek Chauvin. It was America as a whole. We're systemically racist. So we've got to get a guy that's been a part of this government for four years out of office. And we've got to replace him with a guy who's been in the government for 50 years because we're systemically racist. The only way we're going to clean it up is we've got a guy who's been a part of the racism the whole time. That was actually the sales pitch. And they let cities burn, police stations burn, businesses get destroyed. Kamala tweeted a link to bail out violent protesters in Minneapolis. And the end result was they elected Joe Biden. But what does anybody have to show for it? 
I mean, if you didn't like Aunt Jemima and the fact that her black family was getting royalty checks, congratulations, that's your deliverable. If you were tired of Mrs. Butterworth's descendants living high on the hog, way to go. And you whacked Uncle Ben's family's royalties, too. But in terms of deliverables for the black community, inflation's up, wages are down. Real goods cost 16% more than they did when Biden took office. Real wages are down 3%. Okay? The black murder rate is 30% higher than it was going into the summer of 2020. And the Democrats succeed because they tell you they're the ones who care. But in the process, they're the ones that have created the most problems for the black community. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, trying to hold this country together on a Friday. I'm out in Ohio. I'm in Dayton. Jenny and Lincoln are at the state fair right now. I just got a picture of Lincoln eating one of those turkey legs. You guys ever seen like those those turkey legs that are clearly on HGH? They sell them at Disney World. Like if those are actual turkeys, these turkeys are like six foot five. These are big turkeys. And uh, Lincoln's gnawing on one of those turkey legs over in Columbus right now. I'm holding the damn country together. But I got to be honest with you. Turkey leg doesn't sound bad. <laughs> Does not sound bad. <sighs> Maybe somebody can bring me one. If you're, in the, if, you're, if you're coming to the Grand Opera House tomorrow night in St. Mary's, Ohio, uh, wrap me up a turkey leg and we can talk after the show. It's probably the easiest way to get to the front of the line at the meet and greet. You can hop on your turkey leg, if, if you will. That sounded like a dirty euphemism. I apologize. You deserve better. I'm sorry for the pain I've caused. I'm going to educate myself. <laughs> I kid. The obsession with words in this country has gotten so far out of control. All of the wokeism that we've seen from the left and that has infiltrated the boardrooms is now tanking top-tier companies. We're going to discuss it with Diamond Dave Landau in the next hour, so don't you go anywhere unless you're getting me a turkey leg. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action, final hour of the week on Fox Across America. We are, of course, broadcasting live from the legendary studios of WHIO out here in Dayton, Ohio. Hey, girl, big hour, Diamond Dave Landau stopping by. And we're also going to have a grown-up talk about a major milestone here in America. We'll get into that as well, and we'll wrap up the week in politics at 888-788-9910. That is the number if you want to be a part of the show. Always the number if you don't want to be a part of the show. I can handle some tough love. Like, you could get on the phone right now. Just trash this. It'd be great. I've, as a cab driver, I used to have this all the time. One of my favorite moments as a cab driver was I once picked up an elderly couple two days in a row. And they didn't remember me the second day. This is one of my favorite things in the world. I picked up a couple on 23rd and 10th Avenue. They were going up to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital on some kind of, pre, you know, checkup or screening or whatever the heck it was. But I picked him up on a Thursday and drove them up the West Side Highway to Columbia Presbyterian. And we made some small talk, but I did what you do as a cab driver, which is cheat death all the way there. In and out of, you know, traffic, bobs and weaves, put the left blinker on, go right. You know, all the fun, you know. New York, as I say, is the only city in the world where you signal 
after you've already made it into the next lane. It's very competitive. Anywhere else in the world, you want to go left, you put on your blinker like him going left. But if you do that here, they block you. So instead, you have to go left. Then you put on your blinker like, ha-ha, F you, I made it. <laughs> That's what you do. It's a little competitive, a little combative out there on the streets. So anyway, on a Thursday, I picked up an elderly couple and drove them a 20-minute drive up to Columbia Presbyterian. Thought we had a pretty pleasant conversation, dropped them off, and away they went. Lo and behold, the next day, I see the same couple at the same time on Friday. It's about 2 in the afternoon. Very close to what used to be a Sitgo gas station over on, it was 23rd and 10th, and the Sitgo was actually on 24th, but none of this matters. See the same elderly couple. I pick them up on the same side of the road. They tell me we're going to the exact same destination. They get in the car. We drive about 10 minutes up, and the woman leans forward to the partition, and she goes, I've got to tell you, you're a much better driver than the guy who took us yesterday. At which point the husband is like 90, goes, the man was a menace and was essentially referring to my driving. (laughs) It's me being a menace, like a population control device. And I always found it funny because they absolutely didn't know it was me. They were just a little bit older. And I always found it funny. And things like that always resonate with me when we talk about our president. Guys that don't remember things, guys that kind of get lost mid-conversation. Don't ever forget, Joe Biden cured cancer this week. Just two weeks removed from committing to save the Queen of England. The guy's on a hot streak. We underestimate him. But Joe Biden tells anybody that'll listen, okay, when this election comes, he's going to beat Teddy Roosevelt. Don't underestimate him, okay? Biden's press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is as bad at a job as you could be at a job. Okay, as bad. (laughs) The only way I could tell you, the guy who was in charge of spotting icebergs on the Titanic, the spotter, not any worse at his job than Corrine Jean-Pierre was as a press secretary. She's terrible at her job. And the reason she got the gig, yes, she is a diversity hire. The White House goes out of the way to make that clear. But my frustration when they do things like that is it undermines her credibility. It undermines her integrity. And the truth is it also undermines a meritocracy. Because if we have to have a black lesbian press secretary, which I'm into, I'm not against any of those things, believe me, uh, but stick with me. If you have to have one that checks the boxes, why don't you add an additional box, which is also knows how to do the job? That's it. It's not it's not about her identity. Certain jobs require an ability to do one. There's a reason we've never had a 700 pound jockey in the Kentucky Derby. And the reason is no one would bet on that horse. <laughs> have no chance of winning. But when it comes to identity politics, we've kicked the meritocracy to the curb. And now we are very much. Hiring a bunch of 700-pound jockeys, so to speak. People are frustrated with the state of this country. People are frustrated with the changing narrative when it comes to Joe Biden's relationship with his son. And the media, who was expected to give Corrine Jean-Pierre a free ride, seeing as she's the press secretary for a liberal president, has grown so frustrated by the lack of access to this president that they're now calling her out. Let's play this clip. It's clip 47. Once again, if we could just ask him to step out of that door into this into this room for 45 minutes. And so I ask you again to pass that along to him, to ask him to come out and see us. I appreciate the request. Thank you for the request. Uh, the president, as you know, um, uh, you know, again, I, I appreciate the question and I get it. And the president understands. Uh, You guys want to ask him questions and have the opportunity uh, for him to answer your questions. I do want to say 
this is a president that has done more um, in the first two years, two and a half years, when it comes to the economy. Remember what I told you earlier in the show? Anytime someone responds to your question with an answer that has nothing to do with your question, it's because they're full of So he asked, hey, can you just get the president out here? Give us 45 minutes to ask him questions. Would that be so hard to just walk him through the door? How many Bonanza reruns can you show a guy? And what does KGB? Well, the, you know, the, oh, thank you. Uh, it's an interesting request. But what is she telling you? She's telling you. The answer would be no. We have a president who can't face live ammo from the press. He is a disaster. Okay, we're sitting in a situation now where, you know, if you stick him out there in public, he's got a note card. He's got somebody leading him on or off stage. The guy's a mess. It's embarrassing. Okay, and it doesn't mean we hate him. Okay, we don't begrudge him the condition he's in. It it could happen to any of us. Okay, but the truth is we're living in an America where nobody can do the job we need them to do, and that's a big problem for the country. And it's not just affecting us at the border and in the economy as she tried to pivot to the economy. She's like, and Joe Biden, they've made it a calculated decision internally, apparently, that they need to get out there whenever they're asked a political question and just pivot to the economy because they think that's going to save them. Okay, here's everything you need to know about the economy. They tell Bidenomics this, uh, uh, you know, the cost of goods is up 16 percent since Biden got sworn in. Real wages are down 3 percent. Biden is such a disaster. Clearly. Okay. You're paying more. You're making less. I don't want to hear another word about the economy. Okay. There's, those are the only things that matter. When it comes to the economy, am I making money? Can I afford get goods? If that's becoming a harder thing to do in both areas, okay, you're doing a bad job on the economy. Correct the mundo. So that pivot point tells you they don't have a lot to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's become the sell well, the economy and the Bidenomics. They made up a term for Bidenomics, okay, which will go down with terms like Hoovervilles after the Great Depression or it Munson. Do you remember in the movie Kingpin when poor Roy Munson's name becomes a euphemism for failure? Yeah, this car and it munson on me. Okay, that is Joe Biden. This presidency is well on its way to becoming a, yeah, it biden on me. Yeah, a business, it was running good and it biden on me. You know, that's what's happening now. It's bad. Okay, and everything's Bidening. Not just the economy, not just the border, not just crime, not just the quality of an education in an inner city school where the Democrats are standing in the way of school choice, telling you that they're the party that cares about the black community. That's what they tell you. Democrats are so full of crap. God, I could play that, that drop a thousand times a show when it comes to a thousand different topics. But even in superficial pursuits... Okay, beer. Let's talk about beer for a second. It's Friday. We're allowed to talk. Are are we not allowed to talk about beer on a Friday? I mean, last I checked, this was still America. Okay, so understand it is Friday. The weekend is here. You know, as a guy who spent his whole life working in stand-up comedy and works in media, the weekend means nothing to me because it's it's a Monday. You know, you're working. And it's good. It's fun. That's something you're thankful to be doing. So this is not a complaint in any stretch of the word. Uh, But the truth is it is Friday. And it is a day for revelry and maybe to pull the ripcord on all the stress you felt this week and have a good time. And you might just, I don't know, want to go into the freezer and pick out a beer, okay? At no point when you go into that freezer and pick out that beer, 
do you look around at the box to figure out what their stance is on identity politics? At no point do you go, yeah, well, where do they align with climate change? Uh, What do they think of the 2020 election? But Bud Light, as you know, dove right in the middle of the identity politics culture war by putting Dylan Mulvaney on a can of beer. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So stupid it cost them $29 billion to embrace the wokeism of gender ideology. Everything woke turns to That being said, today is a milestone in the Bud Light story. It is a milestone in the saga of one Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, who I have nothing against. Dylan Mulvaney, I mean, single-handedly destroying the gender pay gap myth. Everybody always tells you women make less. Oh, it's a scam, the patriarchy. Dylan Mulvaney's been a woman for a year, and he's pocketed 10 million bucks. Do you know what he was worth as a man? Nothing. So I don't know, maybe that. But Dylan Mulvaney today posting a video where despite all the criticisms, if you remember, Dylan Mulvaney's a clown. He's in it for the clicks, and God love him. I don't begrudge him anything he's doing with himself. Uh, But Dylan Mulvaney, if you remember, a week ago posted a video where he was in Peru because he said he didn't feel safe in this country. He's like, I don't feel safe in America, all the blowback, so I've gone to Peru because I don't feel safe. Because, you know, guys, when I don't feel safe, the first thing I do is give out my location. (laughs) So, man, I'm endangered. They're coming to get me. So I've gone over here to 355 Water Street. Because I don't feel safe at my old address, 221 <laughs> Stewart Avenue. Now I'm over here on Water Street now because I didn't feel safe on Stewart Avenue. Okay, these people don't even hear themselves. But I found this one funny because Dylan Mulvaney is celebrating 500 days of being a girl. Here it is, part one, clip 45. Hi, today would be day 500 of being a girl if I was still keeping up with that series. But I found myself in kind of an interesting position because if I make the content that I want to make and freely share my trans joy, I subject myself to a lot more trauma. So lately I've chosen to scale back in order to protect my overall well-being, and it works. I am quite happy, but I'm not doing what I love. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing, but today's a big day. So screw it. It's day 500 of publicly coming out as a woman, and that's a win. Whatever your take on my series was, at its core, it was about me learning new things. And I think I've learned more since day 365 than I learned during that whole first year. Okay, so there you go. Congratulations to Dylan Mulvaney on his 500th day as a woman, which is also significant because what does that mean? If Dylan Mulvaney is 500 days old as a woman, it means Bud Light just gave beer to a one and a half year old girl. What the But then they'll tell, you know, no, that's not true. You know, technically speak. No, there's no technically speaking. If he's been a woman for 500 days. Now he goes on to make the claim that technically he's always been a woman. I mean, I've always been a woman. No, you haven't. And to be clear, this is America. E pluribus unum out of many one. You have freedom. I support your right to do whatever the hell you want. But the fact that this ridiculousness got literally poured down the throats of beer drinkers is why wokeism is such a pollutant on our government and our brands. No one said you don't have the right to exist. No one says we shouldn't tolerate people who want to do what they do. But the fact that it's being forced on us in arenas where we didn't ask for it, like the beer fridge, is why brands are really cratering to the extent that they are. And that's why you sit here and call it out. You don't hate the trans movement. 
do whatever you want. Yes, you stand up for biological women. They shouldn't be swimming against biological men because there's a clear-cut advantage. The winner of the New York City men's marathon beats the winner of the women's marathon by 15 minutes. Okay, and that's in New York where the women are running faster because they're usually getting chased. Okay, but understand, okay, the men are 15 minutes faster than the women. Leah Thomas, ranked 462nd in the country as a male, switches to women and is ranked number one. Okay, that's incredible. Because as a woman, not only battling, okay, his other competitors, but he's also battling shrinkage every time he jumps into that pool. You know what I'm saying? Got some cold water. Okay, but the bottom line is wokeism. It's infiltrated the government. It's infiltrated corporate America. It's become a perpetual branding exercise to show the rest of us just how enlightened you are. Okay, but the one thing it's not improving is the quality of anything. Military's worse. Border's worse. Government's worse. White House press secretary's worse. And now the beer is worse. I'm telling you because I care. Everything woke turns to The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. About to bring on a caller I might be hanging out with October the 27th in Helena, Montana. John is out in Butte. Yo, John. Hey, brother. How you doing? You know what, man? I'm in I'm in Ohio right now, and uh, yeah. you know it's good living. These are good good people. My wife's family's out here, but you have to I have to like kind of clean up my act a little bit. You know, it's uh, these are these are sweet folks though. These are you know because these are the good people. So you know, it's it's a, normally on a Friday I can show up to work with a face tattoo from whatever I did Thursday night. Uh, t- today we had to do a little scrubbing in the airport bathroom. You see what I'm saying? So, so what you're saying is being over on that side of the country, you're dealing with the innocent people. <laughs> At least in our family. Jenny, I am actually <laughs> married into like a really good family. And it's funny because when I got married in Ohio, John, everybody in my family was like, oh, we're going to see some real redneck white trash behavior at this wedding, right? And we sure did. But it was all from my New York family. All of them. The Ohio people, model citizens, my dirtbag family, forget it. Nice. Well, I, I hope you're ready. So you know, you know, you need to get yourself prepared because you know when I get up there to Helena, I got to give you a choice. You know, you mm-hmm. got to pick of three beers. You know, Ooh. you got to pick the tiny one, the 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 it's going to be a good night one, or you got to pick the oh this is going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> is that is that the actual brand of the beer? Because I think it's bad marketing by them if it is. Well, no, actually, the best beer out there, and, uh, you know, this is actually the name of it, so if you ever get a chance to look at it, it's called Arrogant Bastard. Ooh, that's a real thing? Is it like a microbrew or something? That is a real beer, and I'll tell you what, it is really, really good. Ooh. But you will get tore up pretty quick with it. <laughs> Listen, as long as, it. as long as I'm on stage in Idaho Falls the following night by 8 p.m., everything we do is fine. Everything. None of it well, matters. It's an Amish rum springer. All right. You get me to you can get me to Idaho Falls. You can give me as many arrogant bastards as you want along the way. I just we need a body on a stage. It's like the movie The Hangover. We just gotta get to the guy get the guy back in time for the wedding ceremony. So be 
basically, you, you need somebody to become a ventriloquist. I'm sure we can find somebody down there on a, Listen, I'll help you with that one. Yeah, whoever is handling the president, hire the person handling the president. And they can and they can do the ventriloquist act for me uh, in Idaho Falls. If you pull that off, it's going to be a night and a half. Well, it's going to be better now. You got to you got to let you got to bring Mikey with you. You got to let him come play in the sandbox too. Now, listen, you had me till that. No, I'm kidding, Mike. You never know. You never know. Uh, depends on when we're flying out. If we have to do the show remotely on Friday, we're going to need Mikey. At which point, that changes the calculus on everything. Then I have to bring extra security, not just because you might show up, but because Mikey's near a bar. So this is getting complicated. Uh, John, you're the man. Have a great weekend. We'll do this again next week. All right, brother? You too, brother. There he goes. The great John in Butte, Montana. Diamond Dave Landau when we come back. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are live from the legendary studios of WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. Playing a little talk dirty to me by Poison. And to keep it in Poison terms, look what the cat dragged in. Uh, it's comedy sexiest man, Diamond Dave Landau, back on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, sugar. Do you have uh, any experience here in the greater Dayton area where I'm broadcasting from today? I do, actually. I was just playing there not too long ago. Oh, get out of here. That's yeah, a... I was there a couple, uh, couple weeks ago. That explains all the panties on the side of the road. Uh, that that now it... is for me. Well, so some listen, I, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm throwing them, but some of these guys need to lose some weight. Just tell them that, okay? They do. <laughs> They're called... <laughs> They're trucker bombs. Uh, it's really something. <laughs> Some of these BVDs on the side of the road. How come every time Michael Jordan filmed an underwear commercial, he was on a plane? It was so weird. But he'd always like, yeah, my BVDs or my Fruit of the Looms or whatever the hell he was talking about. I was always on a plane. Was he mile-hying yeah. it? Did we miss something? Yeah, it was right up until the underwear bomber. And then they were like, you shouldn't be on a plane anymore. <laughs> they stopped They stopped airing shoe commercials on planes. You're right, after the shoe bomber. They're like, you know what, maybe we do this at the baggage claim. Yeah, cause and, no more, no more. And then, they had, and then they had to stop doing the underwear commercials at the baggage claim because of Sam Britton. Yeah. <laughs> and you never see Michael Jordan for gambling, do you? <laughs> Michael Jordan for DraftKings. <laughs> That's funny. Woo! Dave. Oh, many people will get the depth of that. That's funny. I'm OJ Simpson for marriage counseling. Uh, you know, it's a different time. It's a it's a different quick, time. Quick fix problem. Quick um, fix. Now, have you found as a that's funny? Have you found as a nationally touring comedian that the mood is lighter this week now that Joe Biden cured cancer? Uh, yes, I think it's just a good thing. Um, I'd rather he found a pill that cures all diseases. Uh, and sh- shockingly, it turns out him and his uh, son never touched China money. <laughs> I love that story so much. And now, you know, the great, this is the greatest thing in the world, man. Like, it's like we don't have, you know, we've both been to court a lot, but we're not legal, considered legal experts, although we probably know as much about proceedings as anybody listening. Um, Hunter Biden's plea deal. All right. I, as I read it, the most, it's the most fascinating thing in the world. So it's a plea deal to tax evasion and a gun charge, but it absolves him of future crimes. Okay, which is the most fugazi thing in the world. Imagine you plead guilty to doing 65 and a 30, 
but you also ask the judge to absolve you from murder charges should they pop up down the road. Isn't that supposed right. to be your clue as a prosecutor that there's something to look into? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's saying, look, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I've done that you don't even know about yet. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of stuff I'm probably going to do. <laughs> it's just saying, like, look, I, I'm reckless. <laughs> there's I'm not- no re- it, it, it's why the judge said, like, look, there's no way because you asked for this. I'm now scared. Like, <laughs> it, the fact that you added this clause is why there's no reason that I can grant you any of this. Imagine saying to your wife, all right, listen, okay, I did send a picture of my junk in my iPhone, uh, and I will plead guilty to doing so if you'll sign this affidavit swearing that you won't look into my other iPhone. Right. You know? <laughs> if, you, if you promise to never read any of my texts ever again, <laughs> I can plead guilty right now because I'm a model citizen who has his life under yeah. control. I'm a committed man. Uh, if you sign yeah, this right I'm, here, I'm, I'm pre-forgiven. See, like I just, I just want you to know that I won't do anything wrong. So you agree to believe that from now on. <laughs> like, but it's like those are the little moments. We don't have any legal background, but those are the little moments where everybody doesn't matter who you vote for. When you hear that someone is asking for a a uh, to be absolved for future crimes, you know the crimes have been committed. We already know that. And that's the of part course. that I think is where the country, you know, the fact that we, you know, we can't agree on anything now. We're just like children fighting over control of the toy. That's where we're kind of missing the boat. There's two obvious tells that. And when Biden continues to claim he never talked to his son about his business, is there any world where any father, any father alive has not talked to their son about their business? That, that Like he goes to dinner parties. Like, no, I don't know what my son does for a living. Are you kidding me? No, my son's eight and I talk to him about my business. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, which one, the comedy or the stripping? <laughs> well, just the comedy. But, I mean, in fairness, he, he, he realizes I probably do both. <laughs> <laughs> he always just sees me leave in very high shoes. <laughs> another night, another set of stilettos. What's going I, on I here? I just got to go. I just got to earn, baby. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's just uh, there's no. I mean, your son knows what you do. He's a teenager. It's not. There's nothing. There's in no way, especially when your son is a deadbeat who doesn't have a job and you're paying for his house. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a chance that you might be like, so what are you doing? Yeah. Anything going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not just. Maybe it... I can get you a job as the old president. No, it never came up. And it, and there's a picture of him doing uh, playing 18 holes of golf with Hunter's business partner, Devin Archer, and he claims they never talked business. As in the history of golf, in the history of mini golf, no one has played right. around and not discussed what someone does for a living if they were a stranger, ever. Yeah, unless you're a professional golfer, that's the only reason you play golf, because no <laughs> one else is good at it. In which case it wouldn't come up, so what do you do for a living? But anything other than a professional golfer, that's brilliant analysis. If you are anything other than a professional golfer, the person you're playing golf with, it's a long day, business is coming up. That's To be clear, the reason most people play golf in the business world is to talk business. You get out there on the on the golf cart where you're out, you're out in the open and you don't have to worry about getting picked up by wires or photos or anything like that. So it's like the, the excuses are so laughable. It would make you think there'd be a collective buy-in. But I think we're just like we passed the point of no return. And the reason I posit that theory to you, Diamond Dave Landau, is because essentially uh, the military said UFOs have been here this week. 
And we were like, yeah, that's cool. What else you got? Is that a tell? I, <laughs> I think it's I think it's because we just don't believe them about anything yeah. anymore. So mm-hmm. we're like, you could show us a dead alien. And I'll be like, nah, it's Clay. You made that. <laughs> like, we wouldn't even, <laughs> we can no longer believe anything. So even if they had UFOs, we'd just be like, yeah, I don't even believe you now. No, we wouldn't just... even, it wouldn't matter. It could be shooting at us from space, and we'd be like, they made that. <laughs> that's home. That's they homemade. Locked, they locked us down. Yeah, they locked that's, us down. That's one of their drones. <laughs> that's a di. That's a DIY drone. They made it themselves. Yeah. Well, we were home. CIA. That's what happened, Dave. <laughs> they. The reason they locked us down is so they could be outside testing stuff. That's how this all went down. They went out. They locked us up for six months, and then they built aliens. Is that what you're going with? Because I'll <laughs> I'll I bet on this that. horse. Well, because I love the guy who's testifying. They're like, what was in the ship? He's like, it's non-bio-human or bio-organics or whatever, mm-hmm. and which can be a lot of things. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, they go, well, can you show us proof? And he's like, well, not here. I mean, not public. <laughs> not human could mean it was a piece of pizza. <laughs> There's so many things it could be. And he's like, but if you, know, if you come back to my house, just me and you, it's like, who are you, picking up a girl at the bar? Like, you're in front of <laughs> This is testimony. You're like, well, trust me, I'll show you the alien at my house. Me and you will have a couple cocktails. I'll bring it out. He's the first congressional witness that's trying to get laid at a live hearing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's like, it's crazy. It's it's a mix of E.T. and the thing from Aliens. It's not really what you'd expect. You know that? That you know that space suit would look great on the floor next to my bed. <laughs> What's going on here? Is this a serious witness? What's going on here? He just wrote down his phone number on a napkin. It's unbelievable. Oh, what... he just slid it over in a, a copy of ET. This is what, a Mac and Mace. Why did he just tell Nancy Mace he's a Scorpio? I'm so confused. What's happening? And didn't she say she was late to the getting there because she was having sex or something? I forgot what that was. It's <laughs> the best story ever. So she's at Tim Scott's prayer breakfast yesterday. And right. she tells a story about she's so excited to go to the prayer breakfast that she woke up this morning. Okay. And her fiance grabbed her by the hips, pulled her over. Here's the full clip. Eric's going to play it for us. You just buckle up, Diamond Dave. Here it comes. Um, but want to thank you for pulling this together. Another year, another standing room only event. And when I woke up this morning at 7, I, I was getting picked up at 7.45. Patrick, my fiance, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I got to get to the prayer breakfast. And I got to be on time. And a little TMI. But um, I... <laughs> Oh my god! I know it's a, it's it's just it's such a hell of an anecdote. First of all, every guy in the crowd is so disappointed with where the story ends. Oh, She's absolutely! Like, where <laughs> Patrick's kneeling room only. <laughs> <laughs> the prayer breakfast. It's kneeling room only. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Diamond Dave Landau on the phone. Uh, hey, pulled me over by the hips. She's like, you know, she's, she's horny. Yeah, apparently she was turned on by the astronaut who testified earlier in the week. I don't know what to tell you. But the people were devastated. Uh, and uh, Patrick is not the only one who was left with a bluer set of testicles than the Smurfs. Not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, or the three they found in the spacecraft. <laughs> it was three, three of them. 
<laughs> Nobody's had any idea. It could have been a dog. So, like, yesterday I was all in. I'm like, we found aliens. But the more I think about it, the more I realize, too, it's probably just technology the public doesn't know about. You know, Eric, our engineer, was telling me that. He's like, there's always a spike in UFO sightings when we're about to release a new technology. Because they're out there right. testing it, and people see something doing stuff they'd never seen. Like the stealth bomber. Remember that one? Um, oh, yeah. Pe- yeah, people went nuts in the two years before it came out because they were like, what the hell is that? And then it came out, and you know everybody knew it was a stealth bomber. So we might find out that there's some new you know, sexy drone out there or something like that. Um, that's where I'm at right now is I'm still leaning on the side of it being technology that's either ours or China's. Where are you? That's what I think. I mean, there could be aliens out there. I certainly think that. But at the same time, I just don't believe that we know. And I also think that Earth is just one of those planets where they you roll your windows up and lock the doors. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting out. Like, look at what we've done with the place. Earth, Earth is the Baltimore of planets. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't care for this at all. Just Listen, keep going. Kids, Ma- look down. Magoobies is a fine club, but I'm booked that weekend. Sorry, guys, I can't make it. I, that's really that's 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 so funny. Sorry, no, sorry, Baltimore. I've, I've decided to book a headlining gig at a safer city like Jalalabad. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I gotta go to I gotta go to Dulan V. Uh, they're just not always warring with each other. I don't know. I found out this, this disturbing this week. There are more tigers in people's backyards in America or in people's <laughs> homes in the United States than there are in the wild. And I like somebody told me this. I go, son, it's not, that's not possible. That's ridiculous. There'd be three in every garage. Then I yeah. had them look it up on our show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, no, it's real. It's completely real. That's totally a real fact. <laughs> Oh, you guys, this is the this is the kind of chicanery they get into on Normal World on The Blaze, hosted by Diamond Dave Thank Landau. Uh, it, yeah. it airs uh, two two nights a week, four nights a week. I'm, I screw this up because I always retweet the, uh, the wrong video. Uh, just Tuesday through Thursday. Um, I love this. Uh, and it's yes, so good. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, but then it, it replays or, you know, it's on it's on the Internet. Uh, also, YouTube dot com. Uh, slash at normal world and yeah just uh it's you know talk show having fun sketches all that sort of stuff and yeah that was one of the things that we looked up was because i the... thought my co-host was insane i'm like that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life and then we looked <laughs> it up and it's like oh of course then why wouldn't it make sense that there's more drug dealers with tigers than you know the jungle <laughs> <laughs> like, look what look what we've done with earth <laughs> like it's not. A UFO ain't stopping. That's the that's the no. point you're trying to make. They're like, no, no. If, yeah. if they are stopping, they're not stopping here. No, they're not. They're like, uh, do you want to fill up the? Yeah, you want to fill up the car? Do you fill up the ship? Do you think aliens yeah. look at look at America as like a ratchet chain restaurant now? Are we like the crystal of of countries? Oh, I don't even. I don't know if we're the crystal, but we're definitely like a. a Probably like a, a Denny's off the side of the road where <laughs> no. you're like, eh, let's not eat there. They'll give us the runs. <laughs> That's funny. You know, and you're going into a nice, yeah. nicer than everything else when you, you just go, let's go somewhere much farther. The energy's off. You know, you, you, you know, you know, you're eating at a fine establishment when you can see the D from the Board of Health, but they've clearly drawn a line through it to make it a B in a different color marker. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you guys use use a black marker for both? <laughs> you drew the line in blue, guys. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, 
and it's faded enough to where it's almost blended because even the D guy hasn't been there in three years. <laughs> He's not coming back. They offered me an omelet. I was like, no, <laughs> no thanks. I'm going to go to a barbecue in some drug dealer's house who has a tiger in the backyard. I feel safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. This is better. This Great. is better here. Yeah. Great job. That, Go ahead. It's just amazing. That whole thing is just that whole, uh, yeah, the whole trial. Because of the trial, I like. I would have told you a week ago, mm-hmm. I think aliens are real. And now because of the testimony, I'm like, nah, I, I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what it is about the guy offering to buy the cross-examiner a drink that really impugned his credibility, Dave. It was a, it was a nice well, Pinot Noir I, he offered. They can't hide cocaine in the White House. How are they going to hide an actual spaceship for the last 50 <laughs> years or however long it's been? I just don't buy it. <laughs> sorry, guys. Somebody somebody would have taken a picture. I'm sorry. It's just not – I don't believe any of you now. Amazing. Uh, Diamond Dave, have a big weekend. We'll catch up soon, girlfriend. You're hilarious. Thank Good job. You. See Thank you, man. You, Back after this. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have a celebrity guest caller rounding out the week. Uh, You know him as one of the co-stars, one of the two stars of my favorite movie of all time, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, We're talking about Francis Buxton, a.k.a. my man, Mark Holton. Hey, girl. Hey, baby. How you doing? Great. The the listeners should know this. The last time you and I spoke spoke over a phone, uh, I think we were both plastered in our yards, were we not? (laughs) Well, you certainly were. I was a little (laughs) bit, you know, a few sheets in the wind as well. Did I? All right. So let's really quick. Did I pass the? Did I pass you off to Jenny? Because I was that poorly functioning in quality. You you did pass me off to Jenny, and I enjoyed speaking with her. (laughs) See, listen. I know we want to talk UFOs, but there's only like a minute and a half on the show, so I'm going to call you offline and catch up. But the point is, I just I wanted the. I I like giving the listeners a window into just how human (laughs) their favorite radio host happens to be. I am a real guy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we love you uh, and, and for that. And, you know, that's why I want to do an intervention at this point on your behalf <laughs> and tell your people, do not take him turkey legs to his gig. <laughs> what's the money you were going to spend on that turkey leg? And buy the man a nice premium cigar. Ooh. He would probably benefit from that because at this rate, you know, as a former whale, dude, you're approaching manatee. <laughs> Good for you. I love Mark Holton. Now we figured out why you went into acting and not the medical profession. You're telling people to take up smoking. <laughs> Dr. Holton, you should inhale. take up smoking. I didn't say inhale. Oh, there it is. Great stuff, my man. Epic. I will call you offline on my way north later. Thank you for the call. Uh, thank you to WHIO for an epic day. I'll see everybody at the Grand Opera House tomorrow night. Have a great weekend. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.